Hello and good day, beautiful, amazing podcast family, beautiful souls. I hope that wherever you are on this planet, you're doing amazing and I am sending you all of my love, well wishes, good vibes, positive energy your way, wishing you, your family, your friends, all the best. We've got an absolutely phenomenal episode of the show for you today. We are exploring mindfulness and consciousness technologies with Charlie Hartwell and Maureen Pelton. In this episode, we talk about my buddy Chris Amini from Muse Technology, Muse Meditation. He was episode 19 way back in the day. We also interviewed uh, co-founder of Muse, Ariel Garten. So we talk about them. We talk about the Muse Technology, Psychedelic Therapies, Biofield Science, My Soul Vibe app, the best uh, apps for consciousness and mindfulness and technology because that's what they uh, specialize in. We explore the topic of uh, toxic masculinity, which is interesting because uh, I see both sides of that. I see like if I look at ancient times and the rulers and them being men, um, yeah, I can see it that way. But I also see an attack on the males right now and masculinity and this whole thing about toxic masculinity. Um, You know, so some parts of that I agree with, um, but other parts I don't. So we kind of go into a discussion there and, uh, you know, share our views. But I think it's really great because I think we need to explore all of these uh, topics and we need to get to the root of kindness, compassion, happiness, respect, and cultivating the best out of humans. And what I see happening in a lot of these movements is really just demonizing one side. So we need to like celebrate uh, each other, celebrate everything, figure out how to grow, how to work together, how to bring out the best in everyone, man, woman, or child. And, uh, you know, that's what I think is really important, especially with the education and the youth. And I think that Aristotle has an amazing quote. I think it was by him that said, uh, give me the boy until he is seven and I'll show you the man. And so, you know, I really hope that for us to change this world, to do something better, we really focus on how we educate our kids to be strong, to be honorable, to be truthful. And uh, that's where uh, my my heart of the matter lies and all of these topics that can be very divisive. So this is an epic episode. You're going to like it. Um, if you want to support the show, we are overcoming censorship. So share it as far and as wide as you can. Talk about it. Send it in emails. Uh, go through the past episodes. Share um, as far as you can because Instagram, I just took another huge hit. I deleted a whole bunch of accounts that I was following. So it really is a challenge to stay up on the truth and uh, keep sharing it. Visit me on Telegram, t.me forward slash Matt Belair. Visit our new sponsor, The Good Inside. They are amazing. A bunch of you have tried their Pure Body Extra. It is a zeolite heavy metal detox. And the more that I get into health, I realize how much heavy metals are absolutely everywhere. So I've actually added um, the zeolite to my diet as well as a green drink and an apple cider every day to kind of combat that because in the past I was doing nothing. So I feel like it's that consistent minimum that really gets results and it has definitely been helping. So if you want to try to bottle, they have a limited time offer for $5, um, but there will be other discounts and bonuses with this link. So go to thegoodinside.com forward slash Matt, M-A-T-T-B, and you can get a $5 bottle or there'll be some other promotion there with the sponsors. I love them. I vetted them um, and I use their products. So I know that you guys will enjoy it as well. And you can do heavy metal detox in a variety of ways and highly recommend looking into that and just being conscious and cognizant of what you eat so you can stay healthy, vibrant, have a Uh, quick mindset. And for those of you guys who are really wanting to make a difference in the world and you want clarity and power for living your life purpose um, and you want support to go from a vocation to a calling during these challenging times, and maybe you're looking for community as well, hit me up mattbelair.com forward slash coaching or email me directly matt at zenathlete.com because something funky is going on with those forms. So if you haven't heard from me, please hit me up back uh, in a direct email. But you can check out the Soul Compass course, the Quantum Heart Hypnosis, 
courses or coaching, one-on-one and group coaching. Uh, lots of ways to support you in your journey, uh, help you get really crystal clear in a very short period of time and support you on your journey of making a difference on this planet with other amazing people. So that's it. Let's uh, come into a state of peace and coherence before we dive into this episode. And remember, the best way to support the show is to do three kind acts wherever you are in the world. So wherever you are, taking a deep breath in through your nose. Hold that breath and let it out slowly, filling every cell, every muscle, and every fiber of your being with peace, joy, contentment, enthusiasm, kindness, compassion, and ready to enjoy this incredible episode with Charlie Hartwell and Maureen Pelton. Hello and welcome to the Mastermind Body and Spirit Show. I'm your host, Matt Belair. After being deleted from Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, we need your help to spread the word and message of these incredible guests. If you can support the show by becoming a member, leaving a review, sharing episodes far and wide, and most importantly, consider doing three kind acts wherever you are in the world today, we would greatly appreciate it. Today, we welcome two incredible guests who are pioneers in the health, wellness, and consciousness field. Welcome to the show, Charlie Hartwell and Maureen Pelton. Thank you for having us. Yeah, hi, Matt. It's it's great to have you guys here. You know, I went through your bios. I said, you know, share with the audience as much as you will, because you guys have been in the game for a long time. You know, I really love the leading edge research on consciousness, on wellness, on human potential, on technologies, on inner technologies. And so you guys have been exploring those fields for a long time. So why don't you share a little bit about your backgrounds and then we'll dive into um, anything you guys want. Okay, I'll start. Um, My name's Maureen, as you know, and I am a social scientist and a mystic. So I live between the worlds. Um, In the third dimensional world, I have worked in the corporate world. I've worked in um, the medical world and um, I've taught at universities. And my work has basically been um, helping or inviting people to move from their head to their heart Um, I'm a yogi, a meditator. Um, 37 years ago, I had a spontaneous mystical experience. And instead of going to law school, I went to graduate school to find context. And I'm addicted to learning, as my husband would say. I I study, I learn a lot of different modalities. I've trained, I've traveled the world, and I'm most passionate about creating a new world um, that involves human flourishing and dismantling of the patriarchy. And I'm Charlie, and uh, I am a change agent. I, in my career, uh, I have worked in 14 different industries. Uh, I'm a Harvard Business School graduate for the last, I'm really comfortable when I'm helping to co-create global movements. Uh, The latest one I've been involved with is one, you know, that Maureen and I are passionate about, which is really about helping to humanity to awaken and expand our consciousness. I'm the managing director of the Bridge Builders Collaborative, which is a group of investors who were pioneering investors in the space of the mindfulness, um, behavioral health platforms, uh, digital therapeutics. And we really now are investing in uh, startup companies that are focused on mental health, uh, consciousness and spirituality. 
That's amazing. Well, I love all that. And, you know, when you look at some of the technologies that you've invested in or helped create, you've got the Insight Timer. Headspace is incredibly popular. Uh, Happify Health, I don't know anything about that one, um, but I know the other ones are incredibly popular. And mental health these days with all of the, mm, what we say, challenges of our times is incredibly important. We're seeing a mental health epidemic in young people and in old people, you know, older people, my friends being stressed about money, being uncertain about the future and all of those kinds of things. So I guess the first question I would ask is what do you guys see as far as the leading edge in consciousness technologies and ways to get into a very harmonious uh, state and, and strong mental health in the face of adversity? Right, I wanna, I wanna add, um... To answer that question, I want to also add the Muse is one of our companies, which is at Interaxon out of Toronto. Um, and it's the, the neurofeedback um, headbands um, that helps. It's what it's so great about that. And it also tracks heart, heart rate variability and movement and breath is when you're learning to get into the flow and into the internal state and into calm and focus that using the Muse gives you feedback as to those particular um, brain waves and heart rates and all that. So that it's a fun way to start to get into, um, into the flow, especially if, if you find meditation to be difficult. Um, so that's one of my um, favorites to, to, for beginners. Um, but technology has really advanced. And to answer your question, I'm gonna let Charlie um, speak a little bit more to it, but I think the early stages I call the gateway drugs to meditation and mindfulness. Um, that's, that's kind of solid now. And so we're moving into deeper technologies. Yeah. So the things that we're looking at now that I think are sort of leading edge are uh, spending a lot of time looking at how psychedelic assisted therapy can be a transformative healing modality uh, to solve some, you know, some of our uh, most serious mental health issues. We're looking at uh, you know, other technologies that can help people connect more deeply to themselves, uh, to their inner wisdom, to their inner purpose. We're passionate, you mentioned you've been banned by some unconscious uh, platform, you know, community platforms. We're looking at, at uh, you know, authentic and conscious platforms where people can create authentic connection with each other and where they can be vulnerable and you know, grow together as opposed to the current platforms, which are really about promoting, look at me, you know, look how great my life is, et cetera. So um, we're looking at more transformative models around mental health. Uh, uh, how do we get to the deeper levels of trauma, conditioning, et cetera, that, uh, that create our mental health problems? We're looking into things related to subtle energy. Um, so those are some of the things that we're... Um, that I'm looking at. Yeah, I want to add biofield science and subtle energy are kind of the new frontier and we're working to, to really bring the scientific evidence forward. And one app, it's a free app, it's called My Soul Vibe. You can download it and it helps you through using your voice, saying your name, tune in with your energy and your emotions. Um, and it's beta stage, it's new, but it's, it's, um, it's getting really good um, feedback and usage. That's amazing. Well, you know, 
uh, Muse and I go way back. I was in Toronto and was introduced to them years ago. So I actually helped them with a, a collaboration they did for a sports psychology pair of sunglasses to improve uh, performance. So I think it got released in the States for with, uh, I don't know if I, I had to sign an NDA. So I don't as years ago now, I think it's fine, but uh, it was like goggles and glasses. And it was a really neat project. And my friend, Chris Amini is one of the, uh, you know, the people over there. And I interviewed, I can't remember her, Arielle Garten as well. And so, you know, the Muse is brilliant in a way to make meditation fun and engaging and challenging. So many people have the issue of like, am I doing it right? You know, what am I doing? Am I doing it right? And it takes all that out and you can track it. And if you have a, a scientific mind, you can see the data, which I think is really neat. So it's a fantastic training device. They're doing amazing work over there. And that's how I see all these apps and these tools are just ways to engage in the process that are more fun. And so having a martial arts background and athletic background, um, a lot of people ask me, you know, what's the best way to train? What do I do for strength or muscle or lose weight? And my advice usually is what do you want to do for fun? What could you do over a long period of time that you're doing it, whether it's tennis or a sport or weightlifting or whatever you want to do, if you find it fun and engaging, you're going to want to keep coming back. And I feel like with mindfulness and consciousness training, if you can make it fun for the average person, at least at first, then they're going to be more willing to go into some of the more challenging processes might be of a past meditation or a hard sit or, or cold might be a challenge for them. They're going to be more engaged to um, try some of those techniques if you can just bring them in. And I guess I'll, I'll ask really quick, like, what are some of the other apps that if people want to get into these kind of ideas that have you found to have success and, and help people, um, you know, improve their mental health? Cause I know you're into to a lot of those things. Yeah. I mean, so you mentioned inside timer, uh, before, I think that's one of, that's the, the app that I use every day. It's a community of, uh, of 10,000, um, spiritual teachers from around the world teaching in 40 languages uh, and then 500,000 people who are using it every day. Uh, it's, a, it's, all you know, it's all organic growth. Uh, there are 18 million people that have downloaded it. There are 100,000 free meditations on the platform. And then if you want to dig in you know, and get to know a teacher better or, or uh, you know, take a course or something, you can pay for it. But it, what I love about it is it's accessible and there's a whole bunch of community elements to that. Um, Ten percent happier is another um, is another app that uh, that uh, you know that we've invested in. Um, Happify. Happify. Yeah, we mentioned that before. Happify is an app that uh, you know took a gaming approach to sort of uh, gamifying the science of positive psychology, mindfulness, and uh, cognitive behavioral th um, therapy, and you know launched as a consumer product. But uh, the healthcare system started recognizing how engaging it was and how, you know, what, what kind of results they were seeing. So now it's actually, you know, they're working with some of the leading companies in the world for their employees. They're working with insurance companies. They're actually, you know, now becoming a digital therapeutic so that uh, you use that uh, app, you know, and for specific conditions, uh, they have really good outcomes. So it's really actually an, an, an app that's, that, that is becoming sort of a backbone to the behavioral health system, um, you know, in our, in our country. 
That's amazing. I love all that. And I feel like we are seeing a shift right now with the move towards mental health. Um, but we're also seeing some of the most challenging times that we've ever faced as a humanity, at least in my generation. Um, if you look at history, it's been pretty challenging. So what do you guys see as a, a larger scale solution to what's going on here? I know that um, Charlie, you did some work in Kenya, which I think is very fascinating. So you have that humanitarian mindset. What do you what do you see as some of the issues that we're facing right now as a humanity and some potential solutions that we can move towards? Well, I'll turn that over very quickly <laughs> to Maureen. Like we're disconnected from ourselves. Uh, that's the first thing that I'd say. And then she's the expert on this. So, Well, I'm not an expert, but, you know, I think that um, we're going to come back to dismantling the patriarchy. We, <laughs> you know, the, the toxic masculinity, um, Charlie and I are associate producers of the film, The Mask You Live In, which is on Netflix, um, talking about how we're raising our boys um, in this toxic masculine um, uh, environment. And I think that is, that's probably one of the biggest shifts we need to make because obviously women are suffering as a result of the dominant suppression model, but so are men and it's causing so much suffering. And um, if we could make a shift to be more compassionate and have more empathy and allow men to be more vulnerable and sensitive and integrated, um, that could really change humanity. Um, so that that's one of the things that I'm very passionate about. And I think a lot of our technology that we're involved in and a lot of the platforms is about helping men and women return to themselves and to be more present to their own intrinsic wholeness, their own intuition, their own insight and wisdom. And, you know, just, you know, I, I think embodiment, which is a lot of the work that I do. I am a teacher on insight timer around embodiment, but I think, you know, really understanding we are energetic beings in physical form, having a human experience, how do we really embody um, our own brilliance, our own um, uh, divinity, if I can call it that. And, and how do we show up here in this body and in this world and have an impact? and not be so selfish. Well, some of those concepts I agree with, and, I, and I'd love to, to, to dive into some distinctions because I'm curious if we're on the same page or we're on a different page. You know, I grew up a martial artist and, and the idea with that is mind, body, spirit. And it's also about empowerment and protection. And we live in basically endless war. Um, there are people out there that do want to do you harm. And as a man, um, I've seen a lot of this stuff with this toxic masculinity. And I see that right when, uh, when somebody would, uh, I don't know, take advantage of someone, you know what I mean? Or harm them in some sort of way. And then also our systems in the world, when we look at them, they seem to lack compassion. It's all e either profit-based. A lot of the time there are men at the top of it. Um, and so when I study with the um, indigenous cultures or some of them in the Mi'kmaq, I learned that their highest councils are the grandmother councils. So if they were going to go to war, um, it would have to be okayed by the grandmother council, which would say young men who knew combat, who knew training, who knew uh, how to protect the tribe. And, and historically, men have protected um, their their tribes and their people, the men, the women, everybody. And that's kind of a, a warrior mindset. It's kind of been ingrained in us. And so when you're talking about toxic masculinity, some people are thinking that it's a feminization of men. So men aren't being men, but from a martial arts and a tactical standpoint, if someone's going to harm my family, I need to protect them. 
why are you coming to harm my family? And that's what we've done for generations. So when you see it, do you see that as the same as what I'm thinking or do you see it a little bit different? Well, I'm not, I mean, what, I, I don't disagree with what you said. Um, where, you know, one thing I would challenge is that women protect their family too. Um, and it's not just men and that we all have masculine and feminine within us. So I can be extremely masculine. <laughs> um, and, and I, you know, I will stand up and protect. Um, you know, I have a daughter who's a black belt, like she'll protect us too. Um, but, but when I talk about toxic masculinity, what I'm talking about is men who are disconnected from themselves, who feel entitled, who will rape a woman because they just feel, in, you know, she's said no. And so, but they think they have the right who are really disconnected from their emotions and think that they should dominate everything. And then they suppress and objectify with impunity. So toxic masculinity, I mean, there's good masculinity. They're just like with femininity, there's, there's light and dark with that. So toxic masculinity is the dark side of the masculine. And that's, that's right now in our culture, especially in the United States, <laughs> um, that's, it's out of control. The white male supremacy is part of that toxic masculinity. And it's, it's a minority here in the United States, but it has a lot of power right now. Go ahead. Yeah, I, oh, go ahead. Just, you know, I just talk as, as a man since we're on, on the subject, like, you know, I, I'm a man, I'm very comfortable with my feminine side. In fact, you know, it, it is the, the power of my feminine side that has allowed me to uh, co-create a whole new global industry around what we're talking about because it wasn't my dominant suppression side that said, let's go win, let's go. It's about collaborating with the world's leading spiritual teachers, the world's leading scientists, the entrepreneurs in the space, you know, politicians uh, and, and, uh, and investors to try to create a whole different framework. It's that, it's that piece of, I'm, you know, I'm comfortable with this side of myself. I'm also comfortable with my masculine side, but what, when, when you were saying before, like, you know, the feminization of men, the thing is that that's all been entrained out of us. Uh, so we were, you know, we came onto the planet as men, we were comfortable with our masculine side and then society and our families or our religious systems or whatever the conditioning was, you know, trained us that our emotions were bad, that we had to win at all costs, all of these things. So this was programmed out of us but it's, it's within us if we want to be in touch with it. And, you know, a lot of people, when you say, you know, a, a man is a, a feminine side, they think of that as a weakness. Um, it, it, to me, is an absolute strength. Yeah, there, there's interesting concepts there. Um, I think there's a lot of nuances to this as well. Again, from the communities that I'm in, it's, it's a martial arts community, uh, some combat warriors, things like that, and what they go through. And what I've noticed is it's a sense of honor. Um, we have a code that we go by. And uh, it's, it's really intense, you know what I mean? And I, and I know a lot of the good men um, that I train with, that I work with, that I learn from, they have massive hearts. The last thing they want to do is harm anything, but they have the strength to do so. And so when we're looking at this toxic masculinity thing from one side, I 100% agree. Uh, as men, we're conditioned to not feel... Um, and then you're going to see some weird hunky-dory stuff come out of that, right? Um, but on the other side, with some of the conditioning, I start to see it's like a feminization of men to like not be men, to not be uh, rough and rowdy, to not uh, be competitive, to not to do all those things. And for me, as a man, that, that doesn't make any sense because it comes naturally to me. So I agree that women can do incredible things, but 
on average, the man is probably going to be more likely to engage in combat. Now, like my partner, she would be pretty fierce. And I know some pretty fierce women out there. Um, but on average, when I talk to boys and men, they talk about different things. And if something happened to our house, my partner's probably not going to jump. She's got the capability, but naturally that's something that I feel called to do as a man. You know what I mean? It's like, I'm going to go at that combat. Just, it comes naturally. And so those are those, I guess, distinctions or nuances that I think about is what are we teaching our young, you know? And I think it's the balance of both because if a man is not balanced, he's going to not be helpful to himself or his family. And the same with a woman, if she's imbalanced on her side, she's not going to be helpful to herself and to her community as well. So when I say those things to you guys, is that something that seems accurate or do you guys have distinctions or nuances that you would, you would kind of shift? Yeah. You know, I, I hear you and I acknowledge your experience. Um, I think there might be some misinterpretation or some language issues because ultimately everyone needs to be balanced. Right. And we all have our gifts, talents, and abilities, right? And if there's a man, a real man, who doesn't feel like doing combat, he's not feminized. He's not bad. He's just a man who's not interested in combat. There are lots of women who are interested in combat, and they're good at it, and they serve in our armed forces. So I don't, lay, I don't see um, gender binary. Like, I, I see we're all capable of everything, and we all bring our own unique gifts, talents, and ability. And, you know, my daughter's a black belt, could kick most men's asses. <laughs> and she is fierce and she's a basketball player. And on the court, like she just was incredible. Um, and, and so I don't, you know, I, I, I don't see it the same way you do. Um, but I, I understand, you know, that as a man, it's a, it's a little concerning if, if you're thinking that toxic masculinity is meaning you can't be masculine and that's not what it means. That's the important distinction that I was, that I was getting at. Cause I, I agree as well. Um, but that's the distinction I feel like when you can take something that is um, like an idea that has a good heart and then it kind of uh, distorts something else, you know what I mean? And so, you know, I think that the integration of both sides is the key. And for, for boys who want to be boys and whatever that is, right? Some of them want to be scientists. Some of them want to be, it, it doesn't matter. Same with girls. It's just, uh, yeah, for, from looking at it from the from what I grew up with and, and how they're changing things and how they're communicating, I find it a, a bit interesting. And so for myself, at least, I really enjoyed the martial arts aspect of the uh, respect and honor and growth in your own pursuit. So Bruce Lee's idea was, you know, you take these different martial arts or you take these different paths, whether it's consciousness, science, whatever you're interested in, and you make it your own, right? And sex has nothing to do with it. There should be no dominance by either. It should be uh, a respectful, honorable communication and support in whatever way you want to grow. And so either the systems and education and um, let's just say systems and education, they're either going to be supportive of that or they're going to be hindering that. And that's what I think we need to address as a society, because at the top of this, that's really where the issue is, is are these systems helpful or are these systems inhibiting other people? Um, okay. Well, if you guys want to add on to that, uh, let me know. But I was, I was just curious. I think that that um, distinction is incredibly, incredibly important because there's a lot of weird stuff going on these days. Um, so if we go back to consciousness exploration and from what I'm noticing in the middle-class communities is a very high degree of stress. 
Um, some people believe that what's happening on this planet, there's a lot of stuff going on. Some people think what's happening is some sort of consciousness ascension. Um, some people think that uh, from what the World Economic Forum and all these other people are putting out, um, they have a, a plan that's not so ideal for humanity and it stresses them out because in Canada, they're architecting a food shortage. It's happening in the States too. And I know that that's not hearsay. I, I can follow the lines and, I, and I've seen that. So that's stressful. And then also inflation. And so with this increased stress, how do you guys see what's going on on the planet? How one might be able to navigate that uncertainty? Well, um, <laughs> I mean, at first I'm just kind of responding to what you said about stress. I feel like, um, you know, there's always stress, right? And, you know, I, I'm not sure it's more stressful than any other time for most of us. There's just, it's life is stress because there's so much uncertainty and there's so much that, you know, we feel powerless over. Um, and it, you know, it's just stressful. So, but in terms of dealing with stress, um, for me personally, it's about turning inward again. So um, I know people don't like it when I say this and you probably want to argue with me, but um, we are actually powerless. Like a meteor could hit and blow up the planet and, you know, COVID happened. We had no, we're powerless. And, and our personal sovereignty comes from the fact that we have choice every moment. So how we choose to react to the stress, how we choose to live our lives, how we choose to allow the external world to impact us, um, you know, that's where we find our personal power and our personal sovereignty. So for me, um, get being grounded, being in my body, using my breath, using my awareness, um, clearing my narratives and my reactions and my programming so that I'm not reacting to the world, being aware of my emotions, riding the wave of my emotions, um, taking care of myself, eating well, sleeping, exercising, like all of those things are so important to the human condition. And we have to do all of those things to manage our stress. Um, and to have community, social wellness. We are really seeing that community and connection, the tending and befriending, especially that women need is essential. And there's a whole new field growing called social wellness. So all of those things are really important and we're responsible, each of us individually, for, um, for being in, in connection to ourselves and navigating all of that. So that's why these technologies we're investing in actually help with that. Um, and that's what I call human flourishing. Stress is never going away. Chaos is never going away. Our, our powerlessness is never going away. Um, but what we do have is moment to moment choice about how we're living our life and how we're responding to it. Do you have anything to add? I don't, that was really well said. Yeah, I love all that. That reminds me of uh, Marcus Aurelius. Uh, the his book Meditations is is incredibly powerful, you know. And he was going through war times and all kinds of chaos, right? And then it also reminds me of the Zen teachings of of non non attachment and and surrender, because ultimately this bigger picture it's not up to us. And then finally, I think of Viktor Frankl's book of Man's Search for Meaning, where he was in the concentration camps, and you know he said the last of the human's freedom is to choose one's own way, to choose how you respond to the situation that's in front of you. And so that's a huge pill for us to swallow. And then at the same time, from, from the creator element, it's, it's how we respond to it. 
You know, it's like some of us, some of this is going to be out of our control. A lot of it's going to be out of our control, but what is in our control? And it's always our perception and always our intent. And that's what I've really, really become clear in the last year is like, you know, what is the intent behind what I do? What's the intent behind organization? What's the intent behind all these different structures? And if we can have positive, cohesive, uh, collaborative intent as an individual in communities, we're going to do amazing things. And it doesn't require everyone's participation. It requires you as the individual. And then, you know, you're going to attract or you're going to engage with other individuals doing similar things. So, um, you know, I know we're short for time. You guys are really busy. So uh, is there anything you wish that I'd asked or that you want to talk about before we close it? And if you don't have anything, the last question I'll ask is, what do you see as solutions for humanity moving forward? Like your top one or two, if you can think of any. Well, I, you know, it's, you, you, you actually brought it up. Intention is everything. Intention is everything. But the trick with intention is to be really clear and in gratitude as if it's already happened, as you set the intention. And that's not about an outcome. It's not about an outcome. It's about your intention and in whatever it is, and the outcome will be revealed. And part of that is as you, as you, as you, know the intention as you embody the intention you feel the intention as if it has happened then you have to pay attention to how the world is responding what is what are your awareness has to be about what is showing up because that's part of the process of of the unveiling or revealing or unfolding of the intention and sometimes what shows up is our own stuff that gets in the way that we need to clear so that we can keep moving forward so doing the footwork is being aware and moving forward but holding that intention do we want a peaceful world of equality and equity and inclusion i certainly do that's my intention i hold that every day and how do i walk through that and engage in that that is really, really important intention. And then the other piece you said is non-attachment. Like don't get attached to an outcome. I don't know what that will actually look like when it happens, but I can feel it. So I stay with it. And that's the fun and the magic and the mystery is it is revealed. And most of the time it's so much greater than my little brain could ever have imagined anyways. So that's, you know, and that's what's so important about the meditation and mindfulness and yoga and breath work and martial arts. It's about setting intentions, holding intentions, not being attached and being in the flow of life. You want to add? Yeah, well, I mean, you know, how, how do we change the world? Um, I, I have to say, I grew up with a mentality of like, I have, you know, with this sort of saviorism mentality that I'm here to like fix the world, right? And it's my responsibility to fix the world. And as I went through my own personal transformation and awakening, I came to this greater, uh, you know, to this greater place of like, it's not my responsibility at all. It's my responsibility to do my own work. It's my responsibility to, uh, you know, to grow, to look at my, to look at my own patterns, uh, to be open to changing, to, to really look at, who am I? What's my purpose? Um, and, you know, once I'm there, it's like now I can express myself, you know, in, in a much more authentic way. And I really recognize that I'm not responsible for fixing the world, but we are setting intentions together, uh, you know, to use our gifts to create, you know, to inspire human potential, to create paradigm shifts. And we're showing up and doing the work and we're seeing you know, we're seeing this happen, you know, for, you know, as an example, 
you know, we're investors, we've invested in companies, um, we can point to 100 million people that are meditating on the platforms we've invested in that weren't meditating 10 years ago. I didn't do anything to convince any of those people to do that. It was all a personal choice, but we just showed up and did the, the work to provide those intention, uh, those invitations for people. And, you know, increasingly I'm seeing, I'm, I'm actually experiencing more people who are saying, you know, if I'm gonna change the world, I first need to change myself. And to me, that's pretty powerful. Absolutely. I love all that. And I agree with it. And I've definitely struggled with that savior thing as well, right? You look out in the world and you see starvation and harm and suffering, and it's just completely overwhelming and, and really defeating. And I think a lot of what's going on with this quote unquote awakening is people are starting to look at some of the systems and mm -hmm. what those systems are creating and becoming more aware of that and thinking, oh no, like that's not a positive thing. That's not a positive intent or outcome. And so what we really can do at the end of the day is we can know our intent and the more we can be um, clear about who we are cleaning, cleaning up our own backyard, our own inner world. From that, we can then start to create a gift to our community by knowing who we are, by being empowered, you know, by being clear, by being honest, by being honorable, um, you know, and not, uh, you know, letting those lower things or those traumas or, or whatever it might be, or those past experiences kind of keep moving us forward to these perpetual patterns. And so I absolutely agree with that. When we become, when we can become empowered, then we also show other people the way as well. And then we can start to unify and do even greater things as a bigger community of like-minded, like-spirited people. And yeah, one of my one of my elder friends told me the next human upgrade, he goes, well, not human, he goes, the next upgrade for your species. And I thought that was a weird thing to say. <laughs> but he goes, the next upgrade for your species is peace. And he goes, until that, you know, it's just like, how do you have peace? And that's the only much of what he would talk about kindness, compassion, and peace. He goes, if you were as excited about the Super Bowl as you were for peace, you'd have it. And I was like, oh, that's, an, <laughs> that's an interesting idea. So um, I appreciate you guys coming on and the work and the incredible apps, you know, the, those things are huge game changers, you know, inviting a hundred million people to meditate, opening that door to health and wellness and self-inquiry, self-responsibility, I think is incredibly important. And uh, where can people find more about you and your work? And if they want to stay in touch to all the, you know, new projects or things that you're, you're doing. So our website is shiftit.com, shiftit.com. And then I'm a teacher on Insight Timer. I have free embodiment practices and a course on conscious breathing. And I will have a course coming out on boundaries. And uh, uh, the Bridge Builders Collaborative website is BB Collaborative, the letters B, uh, bbcollaborative.com. And I write a medium piece of just Charlie Hartwell uh, on kind of what's happening in the industries that we serve. We're both in, uh, we're both on LinkedIn as well. Um, and, you know, and I'm on, I do a lot on Twitter. Uh, and yeah, that's where people can find us. Amazing. Well, thank you guys so much for coming on the show and for the work and the amazing apps. Hopefully this uh, technology and mindfulness revolution will keep taking off and uh, empowering as many people as possible. So uh, thanks for coming on the show and for what you shared and all the work that you do. Thank you. Thanks, Matt. Yeah, my pleasure. Take care. Thanks guys for listening. See you in the next one. 
there you have it, ladies and gentlemen, the amazing Charlie Hartwell and Maureen Pelton. I hope that you enjoyed that episode. Um, if you haven't checked out Muse Technologies or some of these apps or you're looking for some sport, uh, check them out. Anything to help you get into mindfulness, clearing your mind, connecting with spirit, connecting to God, whatever it is that you need to do, um, anything to support your own growth is, is a step in the right direction. If you guys like this episode, please share it far and wide. Leave a review in iTunes. Become a member. Go to mattbelair.com and join the Academy. Uh, that's a great way to support the show. You can do it for free or by donation. If you need it for free, just hit me up, matt at zenathlete.com. And if you are looking to really dive deep and understand, get clarity on what your life purpose is, how to make an impact, uh, how to thrive and you know, explore everything, peak performance, mindset and consciousness and spirituality related. Uh, check out the Soul Compass course, the Quantum Heart Hypnosis, or apply for coaching, uh, one-on-one or group coaching. I'd love to hear from you, uh, work with you and support you with all the tools and resources and anything I can do to help. Um, but really for anyone who's looking to get clear in their life purpose and direction, it's actually a fairly quick process, but the challenge is to endure that, is to create it once you get that direction. So if I can support you in any way, hit me up, Matt at Zenath or go to mattbelair.com forward slash coaching. Lots of things over there. Also, check out the old episodes of the podcast. We're still working on things over here. Uh, the Law Summit has just been released. You can check that out as well. 20 incredible episodes with experts from around the world. So that's it. Uh, have a beautiful day. Let's come into a state of peace and coherence before we close it out. Wherever you are in the world, just stop what you're doing. Take in a deep breath in through your nose. Hold that breath. And let it out slowly, filling every cell, muscle, and fiber of your being with peace, joy, contentment, enthusiasm, inspiration, compassion, kindness, and get ready to enjoy the rest of your day. So thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you in the next episode.